Unleash at Relauncher. I loved recording this episode. Do It Skincare brand is founded by a husband and wife team and includes a range of skincare products, which was created two decades ago from their garage in Sydney's Bella Vista. Monique Cha and Jared Cha join me in this episode and they are the grown children of the husband and wife team that created this brand. Since entering the Chinese market six years ago, Duet has grown by 900%. In 2018, Duet sold more than 1.5 million tubes of its tough hands in China, equivalent to a tube every 20 seconds. Hi, Monique and Jared. Thank you so much for joining us here today. How are you both? Very well. How are you, Alison? I'm, I'm great. And we were just saying before we started recording that you've had a huge flight from overseas. Tell us where you've been. I've actually been travelling from Germany via Dubai, so quite a long one. Um, but thankfully, not too jet lagged in the morning. Might hit me in the afternoon, though. I'm sure. At least you've only got a couple of days left of the week. That's right. <laughs> so before we kick into hearing all about your business, I'd love to hear a little bit about both of you um, and basically things that you love to enjoy and what you do with your spare time, if you ever do have any spare time, that is. Sure. So I guess my name's Monique and to be honest, I, I love in my spare time going out, exploring new things and always trying new cuisines. I'm definitely a foodie, um, so that has my heart. Um, Jared, what about you? Uh, I like to do things very much outdoors. So if I can get out on the water, do a bit of kayaking, maybe the odd bit of fishing, that's, that's what settles me down, I think, after, you know, travelling on a business trip or things like that. Yeah, there's nothing like getting out in nature. That's why I find living in Sydney such a great place because generally the weather's pretty good. Yeah, Sydney's, I think, I've been to, I've been lucky enough to be into a few countries. I think Australia is literally one of the best countries in the world, so we're very fortunate. Mm, So fortunate. So let's hear about Jewett. If you can tell us what it is um, and what makes it unique. No problem. So do it. We're an Australian skincare brand and we specialize in functional results. So all of our products span across the face, body, hands and feet. And we're actually really proud to say that we are the number one hand cream in pharmacy and grocery. So I'm not sure if you know, but Our brand was actually founded by our parents about 20 years ago and it was really out of the need to create functional products that worked because at that particular time there was really only beauty creams on the market and it's really that foundation that sets our formulations apart. So all of our formulations have a significantly high percentage of active ingredients, so that means our products work. There's no nasties, so no parabens, no petrolatins, mineral oils, allergens or irritants. So all of our products are great for sensitive skin for people with diabetes and also eczema. And, of course, we're affordable, high quality, and we give you results within three days. Yeah, and it really did start off as a small business in a garage, didn't it? It really did. And as Monique's touched on, it was actually our mum who developed uh, our first product when she was working in hospitals with those patients who had dry skin. And back then, I still remember Monique and I used to help pack boxes in our garage um, when we were both very little. And it really was hands on deck. Like, for example, when our friends came over to play with us, there's a bit of you know, you have to put in a bit of a shift one hour of helping to pack the box <laughs> when you're allowed to play. Um, so that's very, very much ingrained in our sort of memories. 
Um, and I, I do remember my parents working endless hours to try and establish the products um, into leading retailers. And, you know, once they kind of made some traction, they, they made the sort of leap of faith to leave their jobs. And, you know, it, took, it was a big risk to have a young family, Monique and I, and um, to build the business full time. And since then, there's really been so many exciting milestones, like getting into Woolworths, getting into Priceline, Chemist Warehouse, and more recently now, we've, we've kind of entered in the China market. So like you, like you said, it really was humble beginnings in our garage, and now we're sort of on our way to fulfilling our dream of, of becoming a household name in China. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So you started off with the hand cream, and since then you've expanded into different products, correct? That's right. So... Um, it was actually, to be honest, foot cream and then hand cream. Right. That has out of the need of um, assisting with dry skin issues on your skin. Yeah, particularly huge in Australia where everyone's walking around in thongs, so they've got the cracked heels. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So so when the business started growing, did you, you obviously concentrated on the Australian market first. Correct. So for us, the Australian market, our local market is the most important. So you need to have a very strong foundation. So in terms of distribution and in terms of credibility within your local Australians first, before you can even consider growing into other international markets. Yeah. Yeah. And and so what were one of the first um, places of distribution that really helped you? Like, do you think that was getting into Woolworths? To be honest, our first point of distribution was pharmacy channels. Right. And that was because we wanted our products to have a positioning of credibility and professionalism behind them. So it was through that establishment, through the pharmacy channels, that we were first able to build that image and build that trust with our consumer. And then from there, we've been able to gain, you know, the credibility and traction to then move into grocery. And, yeah. and even before that, um, I think one of the, you know, sort of things that really helped us was, because my mum works in the hospitals, she's had a bit of, you know, contacts down there and we really got the healthcare practitioner support. So working with, you know, diabetes, educators, um, sort of doctors, anyone in the healthcare. So it lands that credibility Monique was talking about. Mm. How did you come up or how did your parents come up with the brand name? It's actually a funny story. I mean, I don't think it was intentional. They were brainstorming for endless hours and even days. And I think it got to the point where my father actually said, he was like, oh, my God, let's just do it. And I was like, oh, fantastic name, do it. And um, it was actually funny because when you actually put do it into Google, it actually means money in Indonesian. So, you know, Oh, my gosh. I always love hearing the stories about how people come up with names because it just gives it such a well-rounded meaning into the business. Mm, that's right. So you then entered the Chinese market around six years ago. How did you make this happen? Well, as Monique was sort of touching on already, I think six years ago we were really focused on growing the business through the Australian channels. Um, and at the time, I don't think my parents had immediate aspirations to grow our brand internationally. However, it's quite funny. I think the Chinese um, community in Australia had other plans for our brand. Um, so once we started noticing huge increases in, in our sales um, of our products to the Chinese consumers, we realised China itself offered a fantastic opportunity to grow our brand. Um, however, at that time, six years ago, cross-border e-commerce, which is what you will have heard about, the Alibaba's, your these yeah. online e-commerce platforms, it was all very new to Australia. So there was no blueprint for launching brands into China. 
So what we did to enable us really to cross into the China market was we attended various conferences, expos, uh, various networking events in order to meet the right contacts and learn about the market. Because we're very, we're very fresh to this, very new. Uh, we employed, I think this is critical as well, we employed a number of Chinese Australians to help us address the language barrier, mm-hmm. but also to help educate us on the different Chinese culture and, and their values. Uh, we constantly travelled to, to, um, to China to really immerse ourselves and help us understand the market, which is really um, always evolving. And I think that's the reasons why we work so well together um, in both the Australian and Chinese market is we have we really do now have a better appreciation of each culture and, and, and that's probably the reason why we've succeeded. So now China today is, is our largest market and since entering that market we've grown over 900%, would you believe? And we've had to we've had to um, get a bigger factory to cope with the demand because it's you know it's just it's another beast China. Oh my goodness. So are you still travelling over there a lot? Yeah we go there we go there at least well, four to six times a year yeah. at a minimum, which it's really good just to keep in mind, you know, to meet the different platforms, you know, show your face and learn about what's happening because the policies in China are always changing. Yeah. Is there a particular product that sells better than others over there for you? We have um, a relatively small range, about six products, but we've been very fortunate that three of our products are what we, cons- what we consider as hero products. So that would be our Tough Hands, which is a hand cream. Um, this is probably in, in, in the order of um, sort of popularity. Um, our Foot and Heel Balm, which is a foot cream. And more recently, our Tough Hands for Her, which is a hand cream as well. Right. Oh, my gosh. So now let's talk about Singles Day because I heard you had a huge success. So what is Singles Day? Well, Singles Day is really the largest um, single sales event globally. So it was originally created by Alibaba. Now, to give people a sense of the scale of of what Singles Day is and how big it is, it's actually bigger than Black Friday in America and Cyber Cyber Monday combined. Oh, my gosh. How long has it been going for? Oh, how long has it been going for? It's probably been going for about five years, really since the cross-border e-commerce channel sort of developed in China. Right. Oh, my gosh. So, like, what, what did you actually do on Singles Day? So, Singles Day is, you know, it's, it's everyone thinks of it just the one day, but really there's, like, a pre-warm-up. Right. Up. So, Singles Day is 11th of November. Mm. So, that's, that's the key sales date. But up until that point, two weeks before and even two weeks after, there's, like, you know, we have pre-warm-up sales. You get all the, the Chinese consumers excited. You, you, should, you start showcasing your brand, you know, do advertising and things like that. And on the day, it's a frenzy. It's, um, it really is a frenzy. Oh, my gosh. So so the last, last November, that was definitely, like, the most popular day in sales that you've ever had. Would that be right? Yes, it was. Um, so the so pressure is on to make it even better this year. <laughs> it, it always, it's always building. But to give you a sense, last Singles Day, we did over 2.5 million um, AUD worth of product. Oh, my gosh. Were, were you just sitting there just thinking, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable? I think we were in the background just doing high fives, I think, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so China is just a huge market for you then. Yeah, it really is. And I I think there's just so much scope to grow in China. Yeah. And um, that's why you would have seen um, increasingly in the media, 
a lot of brands, you know, trying to inquire about what is China, what's the market, how do you get into China? I know, so many people want to get in over there. So do you have like a digital agency that you work with in China to help really, you know, make the most out of the marketing campaigns with your reach and exposure? Uh, to answer that question, we we don't. Um, we actually have um, a number of Chinese staff members who work very closely with us and it's through their knowledge that we are able to leverage networks in China to assist us with certain campaigns. We don't have anyone in particular, but we do often rotate on a number of different contractors that will help us yeah. uh, in terms marketing or advertising because it's such a tough market we oh yeah don't speak the language so again there's that language barrier um so it is a bit of a a challenge but we we definitely uh with the help of our staff members get through it so much of it is about finding the right people to join the team isn't it very true it's about finding the right people good people to join your team the right partners and service providers yeah has that been like a big hurdle for your business? Like, because a lot of people talk about having finding it difficult just to find the right people, and then other people say, "Oh, we've just we've just been really blessed and really lucky, and always managed to to get the right people at the right time." To be honest, it's actually a lot of hard work, or about who you know. Um, yeah. So we do find a lot of our um, other brand partners um they do utilize family members and friends however if you don't have those connections it's really about doing the research going through the different process to make sure that you've vetted your potential staff member um, to the best of your capability in order to get the right fit yeah and that would be another reason why you'd be needing to travel to china often yeah i think like i mentioned earlier like going to those expos going to like those platform um, day events they, they're good because you'll be surprised um, people are quite happy to help you know, other, other brands starting out. So just have a chat to them and, and hopefully you, you might come across someone who's, who's more than happy to, to give you a hand. What are your most favourite expos? Uh, I like the Alibaba Expo. Um, that's that's you know, probably because it's, you know, it's, it's local and it's quite easy for us to access. It's like there's one in Sydney, there's one in Melbourne, and now they're more recently they, they launched their first expo in New Zealand. So, so they're probably the key ones in terms of locally. Um, but there are a number of ones based in China as well, which we go to. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So you've got all the stand and equipment ready to go each for each expo? Yes and no in that we do have <laughs> our standard, you know, props that we do bring, but it's always a bit of a challenge finding someone, especially internationally, who can assist us with setup, especially Absolutely. with the language having on the day, um, and even just organising with the event organisers who sometimes don't even speak English. Yeah, and it's such a huge project really, isn't it? It's the whole bump in, bump out. Like there's so many components to attending an expo. Yeah, and I think the, the fun thing about China, if you call it fun, is um, things change very quickly and sometimes last minute. So you've got to be quite flexible and, and, and um, able to react quickly. Mm. That's one of the beauties of staying a small business in a way is that, you know, you can be more nimble. That's right. And as Jared mentioned, processes are always changing. Um, you know, you're more than often you'll find you'll get there on the expo day and still people don't know what's going on, even the event managers. <laughs> 
So you just have to go with the flow. So true, so true. I was actually speaking to a lady um, who is one of my clients actually at the Naturally Good Expo and she said, oh, my gosh, I had to spend the morning crying because when I got here they hadn't given allocated me the area that I was expecting and it was it just literally was the bare bones of this stall area and she just said, oh, my gosh, I could not accept it. She'd travelled so far to get here and anyway, and I was thinking, oh, my gosh, that's just one component like these kind of things you know behind the scenes of an expo is just happening the whole time but but consumers when they're in there are just completely unaware of what's going on (laughs) in the organization (laughs) so what would you say are some key learnings you've experienced throughout your business journey so far I mean I think the some of the most important learnings that we've learned is you know your customers are your most valuable asset always listen to them um you know you get feedback firsthand they'll tell you about your products in terms of how they're working what needs to be changed and often it's from that firsthand experience um, that we are able to redevelop our products um, get ahead of the curve in terms of what's trending in the marketplace and even develop new products to actually meet those customer needs Um, i think another learning that's really important for a business that's growing is to always celebrate your wins no matter how small they are i mean often i think a lot of us you know we're so busy we're juggling multiple tasks we often forget or lose sight um, of these wins and I think it's really important to celebrate that um, just to ensure that your team members are motivated and to create a positive and really uplifting environment to continue you know getting to the next goal. Yeah it's such a good reminder because we often talk about it yet don't always you know don't always celebrate so yes it's always a good reminder to celebrate the wins no matter how small Um, because if you don't you're just moving on to the next focused goal always I think you know you don't keep that enthusiasm going you really just burn out yourself and the staff members yeah absolutely what would you say are one or two tips for businesses wanting to enter the Chinese market okay tips to answer China that's a good question um I think one would be this is probably one of the most fundamental things is develop a product that works so don't cut corners, spend time on your research, do your product trials, do focus groups, you know, test the product to ensure that it actually works. Um, and that's why we've been successful because um, we, we can see visible results, you know, of our products within one to three days. So, you know, it, it actually works. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, your, your consumer will always come back to a product that drives the results. And from there, you can build a solid brand, which will deliver for you a long-term growth and then hopefully success. I think... Second tip would be maintain strong distribution in your own country. And this is also very fundamental to your business, particularly when you're trying to crack the Chinese market uh, because Chinese like a brand that is stocked by reputable retailers as it helps establish trust in your own brand. Yeah. Yes. I've, it, everyone says that actually. So you need to not take your eye off the, um, the focus on the Australian market while you're growing the China market. Yeah, because to give you a bit more insight, um, you, you probably have heard of that word go, which means personal shopper. So these are like the Chinese Australians or even Chinese tourists coming into Australia. They're going to these retailers like Woolies or Chemist Warehouse. They're looking at the products that are stocked there. And the ones that are stocked there, they think to themselves, this must be good because the local Australians are using them. So you know, why not? I should give it a go and share it with my friends and family back in China. 
Yeah, that's exact. That's exactly right. So one thing I didn't ask you, which I meant to ask you right at the beginning when we started recording, was what are your individual roles within the company? Well, I'm responsible for developing any new business opportunities, uh, managing key clients, price setting, market condition, sales, and, and our export markets, which includes the cross-border e-commerce um, into China. Oh, my gosh. So you are super busy. <laughs> and, I think um, we're all very busy. Yeah. What about you, Monique? Um, I look after all marketing and advertising here, the Salesforce team in our local Australian market, and also new product development. Yeah. All of the, all of the fun things, I think. Yeah, I was about to say, that's the role I'd want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, so where can everyone find Do It? So Do It is available in all leading pharmacies, so your Chemist Warehouse, Priceline, and even independent pharmacies nationally, and also in Woolworths. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Thank you both for joining us here today. It's been wonderful speaking with you. No problem. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity to talk to you. Really appreciate it.